This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention. When behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Here we are, just a few days from Christmas. Hard to believe by this time next week, all the Christmas masses will be over. We'll all be digging into all those goodies Christmas Day. But here we are with a few days left to prepare. And I'd like to start by sharing a story with you that may sound a little familiar because I shared it a few years back. But it touches my heart and hope it'll give you something to think about too. It's a story about how mom and dad took little Bradley to the mall to see Santa. He quickly climbed into Santa's lap with all the excitement of any four-year-old. But what he did next, was very extraordinary. You see, he didn't ask for toys. In fact, he didn't ask for anything for himself. But with tears in his eyes, he softly asked Santa to pray with him. Not to pray for him, not to pray for any of his family or even a friend, but to pray with him. He asked Santa to pray with him for a newborn baby who was on life support. It seemed that little Bradley had overheard a phone conversation his mother had about an infant in a neighboring town that was found not breathing and was rushed to the hospital on life support. A few moments later, Santa and little Bradley were on their knees in front of Santa's big chair, their hands folded, their heads bowed down. And it seemed like the whole mall felt silent as people looked on in amazement, bowing their own heads. What a powerful image for us to sit with this last few days before Christmas. The wisdom and innocence of a child speaks to us. Some time ago, one of my daughters taught me about rainbow babies. And you may know what that means, but if not, that term 
rainbow baby is often used in referring to babies born to families after the loss of an earlier child. It may be a loss from miscarriage or from any other time of type of untimely death. The thought is that the gift of new life is like a rainbow after a storm. A rainbow baby is a sign that something beautiful and full of light has appeared in the midst of the darkness and clouds. And while storm clouds may still hover, the rainbow provides a counterbalance of beauty and hope for the future. Certainly we all pray today for those who have, will always suffer from the loss of a child. But as I read our gospel today, I cannot help but think how the baby Mary carried in her womb fit that description as well. For her infant is the creator of rainbows and can certainly be seen as a rainbow baby for all of us. A baby that brings beauty and hope back to a world struggling to overcome suffering, struggling to overcome spiritual death, a death caused by our own thoughts and actions that result in sin and division in our world. There are many storm clouds that have gathered over our world today, dark clouds that strike fear into our hearts, the cloud of war and violence that causes us to fear so much that we sometimes lock ourselves away and turn away from those in our world who might need our assistance. The cloud of selfishness that causes us to always put our own wants and desires first even if it means ignoring the truth of the gospel, even if it means the death to the elderly or to the unborn. The cloud of pessimism that causes us to trust no one, to truly love no one. And the biggest and darkest cloud of all, the cloud of unbelief. A swirling cloud powered by evil itself that sucks hope right out of our world a cloud that seeks to cancel any belief or expression of faith that may differ from the current culture, a cloud that feeds on our pride and on our fear, a cloud that pulls us away from our God, stifles our faith, and suffocates love, a cloud that has the ability to kill countless souls. And yet it is into this turbulent and stormy darkness that a baby is born in a dark and dirty stable. An infant fathered by God himself and delivered into the world by a very young and humble virgin that we know as Mary. A baby fully human, yet somehow fully divine. A baby that can disperse the clouds and bring light and love back into our world today just as he did so long, long ago. A baby that comes into our hearts on Christmas only if we are able to say yes, just as Mary and Joseph did. But my friends, make no mistake, the dark clouds I speak of were not formed by our God. They're formed by us. For as we know, God allows us to decide if we will welcome baby Jesus into our worlds and into our hearts. God loves us so much, he chose not to shackle our decisions to his, but he allows us to act as we wish. The truth is, it is our decision if we choose darkness over rainbows in the star of Bethlehem. The truth is, we're the ones that allow pride, fear, and evil to thrive in our world, not our God. You know, our human experience is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, we can channel the great love that baby Jesus 
brings into our world. And on the other, we can feed great evil. We are free, and with that freedom comes the truth that we are responsible for our actions, our decisions. Just moments ago, we heard the gospel story of how Joseph had found out that Mary was pregnant and was preparing to divorce her. But then he had a dream, a dream where an angel told him that the baby in Mary's womb was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was actually the Son of God. And Joseph, being a righteous man, being a man of great faith, did exactly as the angel commanded him. He welcomed Mary into his home. He didn't know, he didn't understand the whys and hows, this great mystery, how this would work, how this would all turn out. He simply trusted. He trusted completely. He knew that somehow God was at work in his life, that God had a plan. This Christmas, we too must work to trust God. We must believe that regardless of any past decisions we've made, any lack of faith within our own hearts, that God will never abandon us. For God will never abandon his people. For he is Emmanuel, God with us, always with us. With us in the best of times and in the worst of our sufferings and sorrows. But again, while God is always with us, we have that free will that requires each of us to welcome him and prepare a place within our hearts for him to dwell. And that preparation is what these weeks of Advent have been all about. Take a moment and imagine yourself there at that dirty stable where the baby Jesus is about to be born. Can you imagine the unbelievable and overwhelming peace and joy that filled those few people that were present at Christ's birth? Because God gave us the gift of his son, that same joy can be yours this Christmas and every Christmas. So our challenge is today, are you prepared to welcome baby Jesus into your heart and soul? Will you say yes, as both Jesus and Mary did, and allow yourself to be used as an instrument of his love? Will you let go of your own selfish desires for things of the world? Will you fall on your knees like little four-year-old Bradley and pray for all those who are suffering? Will you allow the infant Jesus to disperse the clouds in your life? Will you choose the hope of the rainbow and follow his star regardless of way, where it may lead? My friends, you might not think about it, but Jesus has a Christmas list too. But there's only one thing on his list. For the only thing he wants for Christmas is you. If you listen closely, you may hear him crying. He's crying out for you and me. On that very first Christmas so long ago, we all know there was no room in the inn. So over these last few days of Advent, decide to make room for him within your heart. And then let this most special baby change your life forever.